Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack, and today our guest is Ramakrishna Chunchu, and he is the founder of Usha Investment Group and also an equity partner in over 750 units, multifamily assets across Florida, Maryland, and North Carolina markets. He's also a general partner in 64 units himself. He's also the organizer of Multifamily AP360 Virtual Conference, also a fellow podcast host called the Multifamily AP360. And he's also an author of the book, Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing. So Rama, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? Thank you for the introduction, Eileen. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great, Rama. And so Rama and us go back a little while now. <laughs> and so we actually kind of got started together in a sense through one of our coaching programs. And so I'm super excited to be able to see where he's been at so far and his journey in real estate. So for our listeners out there who don't really know you, Rama, can you give us a little bit of a background about who you are and what your focus is on and how you got started in real estate? Yeah. I'm Ram Krishna. I'm born and brought up in India for agriculture family and also it's a small town. And I did like my engineering in mechanical and I did few years in IT side, then came to US in 2007 and the work IT field around 15 plus years. Around 2015 time, I started investing into real estate, specifically initially into single families, town homes. Then I moved into multifamily space last few years. I invested as passive investor in a couple of deals. Then moved into GP side. I did one GP as my GP side, one deal. I'm working on a few more deals. Awesome. How did you get started with the single family side before you transitioned into multifamily, Rama? Around 2014-15 time. So one of my friends, my college mate, so he was, you know, searching for single families, homes in North Carolina market like Charlotte, you know, around Charlotte or Raleigh market. So even he asked me about some information about markets, all those kind of stuff. Then even that inspired me to know, look from my side also. Then I started looking deals in locally in uh, North Carolina, uh, specifically Wilson market. So that's how I started my real estate journey. Got it. When you were looking at real estate, what's the purpose of real estate for you? Was it primarily just to find some additional like passive income to offset? Because you come from a mechanical engineering background. Yes. So though I came from mechanical background and also work IT side, always thinking, always thought about, you know, starting my own company and also thought about multiple streams of income. I'm sure that working in day job and that I'm not going to stay that too long into IT field. So that is the reason I started exploring different options. Then I found real estate as one vehicle. So, and I really enjoyed investing in real estate and as good results has. So when you started a multifamily, you started first as a limited partner, as a passive investor, how did you start that journey in finding the people and the sponsors that you wanted to invest with? And then walk us through how you ended up going towards the active general partner side of things. Multifamily side, my main goal, work as a GP. That is my goal. So even starting also, I started exploring and studying, uh, listening to different podcasts, reading books, and attending different conferences with the purpose of no GP side. I 
didn't get good success on GP side initial stages, then I started thinking about an investing passive side. So through conferences and through this podcast, I learned about these sponsors. I attended their conferences and I spoke to them on different aspects of multifamily side. So I find the deals through those operators. That is the main criteria when I started investing in passive side. What are some of the things that you had to work through when you made the transition or as you're trying to get into multifamily and real estate, what are some of the things that you had to overcome in terms of challenges? Definitely in real estate and multifamily. I don't have any background before investing into real estate. I am completely into IT field. Initially, like, you know, it's about learning about real estate and market locations and also multifamily is a team game. It's single family side. You can purchase and you can do all the stuff yourself. But when it comes to multifamily, it's a team game and you cannot do alone. And that is the reason I collaborated with the different experienced other operators in terms of multifamily. And then also in terms of like markets that you like to invest in or areas where you're looking for, how did you determine which markets you wanted to focus on? Mainly from marketing side. So always look for population growth, for job growth, rental demand, and landlord friendly. I look these factors mainly. So I do get those data from census.gov or labor markets. I do like a minimum population of 100K and also like multiple industries in that particular location. These are the main factors I look for selecting markets. And then once you select the market, what are some of the criteria that you look for in terms of like the property itself? From properties, I select my main criteria from property size, minimum number of units, 80 plus, and also vintage after 1980, and also BRC class properties in AB locations. Those are the main things I look and on. Also medium household income, at least 40, 40K, and also and three or four times of projected rent. And also like no crime rate in that sub-market or market is very low. And also good school rating. These are the factors I do. How did you determine what was your criteria? And then how did you develop your criteria? Criteria is mainly like I learned from, you know, talking with the experienced operators in this market. So based on that, like where exactly we can get more value add, where we'll get better returns for investors. It all comes from, you know, investors point of view in apartment syndication. What kind of returns investors want, like, you know, cash and cash. Earlier it was eight plus. Now it's like six to eight cash and cash and IRR like at least 15 percentage, AR like around 20 percentage. So where exact I will get those kind of returns, A, A class or B class, C class. Then now I will determine which class is the best for investors. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. Got it. So where is your current focus in right now? 
I'm currently focusing on North and South Carolina markets. So I'm local to these markets. So I can travel. I can be boots on the ground for these markets. And also I can tour the properties easily within three, four hours. So for Rama, as you've been transitioning over to the general partnership side, can we share a little bit about the 64 units that you initially got into as a general partner? Like how you guys found the deal? Maybe some of the numbers? Sure, absolutely. So this deal came through broker relations. So before this deal, I worked with this broker on for multiple deals, but we didn't own those deals. But then this deal was awarded. It's an on-market deal and asking price was around 80k per door. And it's a C-class property and the C-plus location, 1970s vintage. And there is a problem with these properties. Like one previous owner was out of state and he didn't manage it properly. So that is the opportunity and challenge for him and for us to create value for this property. So then like we purchased this deal in this March and we are, we are in, we're renovating you know, exteriors and we are implementing our business plan. We are achieving projected rents without renovating interior side. And I have to ask also because like knowing you and where you came from, you had been underwriting and building up relationships and your team for quite a while also before getting into the general partnership side. I guess what changed in your model or did you do anything differently from before to when you actually was awarded that 64 unit to be able to get into the general partner side? Like, did you change anything in your business model? No, nothing specific. But before that, like I was more conservative, but you know, I changed a little bit. Still like we are I'm underwriting very conservatively only but we went with a little bit more aggressive on realistic assumptions. Where are the areas did you have to tweak in your underwriting and your metrics that you honed in and you really got more specific on? Mainly like occupancy level, you know, projected occupancy for year one. That is one key aspect. And other thing is like, you know, real estate taxes and insurance, those stuff. Normally we'll get from insurance broker and also of taxes, real estate taxes from taxes. Sir. I also want to ask, you also started your own podcast and share a little bit about your podcast and why you decided to start one for multifamily and what you're doing in that space. Yes, I started podcast around two years back in 2020. So during COVID time, the main purpose of starting podcast is educating and creating, adding value to you know, passive and active investors by interviewing like top operators in multifamily space, like from mindset on active side and passive side. And from all the guests that you've had on your show, what is the biggest takeaway that you've learned or from doing the podcasting and interviewing so many people as you have so far, Rama? So main thing for all these successful operators are like is persistent. So real estate is a long-term game. So you need to be persistent. That is the main takeaway. And also like they have a lot, uh, they follow consistent habits like meditating or you know exercising and reading books. Some of them, they follow consistently this stuff. And through that, through the podcast and operating the different units that you have, partnering in other people's deal as well as a passive investor, general partnership side. You also started the multifamily AP360 virtual conference. So can you share a little bit about what was the idea behind it? Maybe some of the challenges and the positive things about starting your own conference as well in the multifamily space? Main purpose behind organizing a multifamily conference is like creating more impact and reaching more number of people and also you know, networking with experienced operators and also passive investors in short time. So that is the main thing. So the challenge is like this is my first time organizing it. We need a lot of planning and 
lot of coordination, communication with the speakers, all this stuff. That is definitely challenging. A main confidence I get from this is like, I believe myself and, you know, I can organize this kind of conferences. That is the main takeaway for me. How did you determine like the speakers that you wanted to come and talk onto the platform and then the different topics to get into? So mainly I focus on content, content based, and I will see who is the best in that specific area. I will reach out them. If they are not available, then I will go for next best. That is the main approach I will follow. Got it. So Rama, what is next for you now that you've been doing this for a number of years at this point? What's on your radar net coming up here? I want to continue with the you know, conference or podcast consistently. I want to add more value through them and also reach more number of people. And also I want to do more big deals like 80 plus units or 100 plus units multi-family space that is our main goal participating creating add as much value as possible and building better communities and creating win-win situations for partners or vendors or investors how has real estate investing impacted your life so far so far, definitely, I build good network through real estate investing. Give me like a lot of confidence and opportunities like organizing podcasts, I don't know, conferences, reach more number of people, build more number of relationships. And what is the one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? Uh, mainly about, you know, building relationships. That is the main thing I should have started earlier. If you were to go back and start to build a relationship, where's the best place for you that you found to start building up your network and the relationships? Definitely, I think conferences. Conferences? Yeah, conferences are low, or any mastermind groups. Got it. And how did you determine, you know, what did you like to do in real estate and in the multifamily space? Because you focus on underwriting and analyzing different markets. You're just raising capital as well and some asset management. But how did you focus on what was your skill set in multifamily? With my background, I know I am good at analytical skills and also strong in, you know, mass and all this stuff. So obviously underwriting and all these financial models is my strongest area and also like i worked around 15 plus years in it so managing and you know leading teams so that is one aspect helping leading and sharing you know asset management responsibilities so capitalizing is completely new to me but i'm learning but in future maybe that might be my strongest area i don't know at this point <laughs> and rama what's the most efficient tool that you've been able to use so far to help within your business important tool definitely excel this point excel Got it. Awesome. And Rama, where can our listeners find out more about you and what you're doing in this space? Listeners can reach out to me at info at ushacapital.com. That is the best way they can reach out. Awesome. Well, Rama, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you spending some time with us here today. Likewise, Eileen. Thank you very much for this opportunity. I really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. Thank you, Rama. Thank you. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, Check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Sale and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. 
Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifacecapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.